You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill. We're journeying through Oklahoma medical marijuana. We are recording in the back of the Kush dispensary today. And it was recently a certain day that we kind of liked, I think, right? Yeah, 420. Tell us about it. It was really popping here at Kush. We had free tacos. We had Burnco Barbecue out here for free. We had cannabis vendors, giveaways. Yum Cookies Yum was out here. Cookies. Oh, yeah. Chef Joey's Edibles was out here. Day Tripper, Icy Melts, Aponia. Um, bong water was here. Be elevated. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. The tacos were oof, so delicious. So good. Yeah. And craziness. I mean, it snowed that morning. Right? Yeah. It was wild. Wild. I don't think it's ever snowed in Oklahoma in April, but here we are on 420. <laughs> but then it got really foggy and really, uh, you know, you got into this tent and you couldn't see and it was just, it was insane. Yeah, we did have a smoke out tent. We smoked it out a few times. Yeah, I think like three times, right? We did it four times. Four? Yeah, it was, like, it was fun. What do you call that machine? I don't know. A, a smoker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call what it? What is it called? That's what I'm asking. Anyways, we made this machine. We put a pound in it each time, and then it was a 20 by 20 tent, and you cannot see right in front of your face. Oh, yeah, you couldn't. It's like you're in a house fire. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, It was like one of those big giant fans, and then you somehow... uh, Like a squirrel fan. Yeah, and then you put like some type of burner or something there, right? Did you make that yourself? Yes, homemade. Can't tell you all the secrets, so... Yeah. Well, you got and your, everyone's going to be trying to do it. You got your patent going on that? I thought it was nice this year. We put it like a ceramic bowl in it, cooled it down a little bit. I thought it was it was better this year. Yeah. Well, it definitely, it definitely smoked out, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was. It good was. Time. The snow went away. It, the sun came out. It was a good day. 420. 420. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. All right. Today we got Nick, Drew, and Ryan. Where are they from? They are with Flavor Chasers. Hey, what's up, guys? You are? I'm Nick. I'm the owner of Flavor Chasers. My name's Drew. I've been uh, one of the growers here since since the get-go, me and, uh, me and Ryan here. I'm Ryan. I'm one of the growers for Flavor Chasers. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for coming out. Really appreciate it. Uh, Drew, tell us about yourself. Like, Where'd you grow up? What got you into the business? All that. So I'm, I'm one of the only uh, locals here. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. So I'm. I'm yeah. Local. Yeah. Yeah. Local. yeah one of the locals here. Um. I pretty much grown up in Tulsa since I was a kid. Um. And yeah, I came across these guys when I was working for another grow about a year ago. Where'd you and go to high school? Jinx. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What year did you graduate? 2014. 2014. All right. Jinx was running through a lot of good spells through there, weren't they? No. Yeah. Yeah. I played football over there in uh. Kind of when they were back in their prime, they've kind of fallen off now. But uh oh, oh, uh What'd you play? I played free safety. Oh, that's awesome! I played left out and right bench. It was wonderful. There you go, man. Nice. Right bench. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Was, nice. Yeah, it was a good time. All right, pass it over, Ryan. Ryan, tell us about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm from Dallas. 
Uh, went to Colorado State and got a horticulture degree out there, and then oh, nice. just found these guys through Instagram and came out here. Sent it, blew the Instagram up. Sent it, came out here and been rocking it ever since. Uh, how long ago? When did you come? I came out in July when we first got going out here. Oh, uh, last year. Yep. Uh, what do you think of Oklahoma? All right, it's, it's cool so far. Still waiting to see more of the scenes, but. It's cool. So we really want to know, do you do horns down? Is that a thing? No, no, no. no? I'm a Texas boy to the end. Oh, man. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to switch spots real quick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. Nick. God damn it. I called him. Yeah, I did that earlier. <laughs> Nick. I even did all those double checks. All right, no Nick, worries. man. Where are you from? I'm from Denver, Colorado. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, but I was born and raised in Denver. Um, been in the cannabis industry for over 14 years now. Um, we've I, I started with my first facility in 2009. Uh, we sold it in 2015. Uh, I started consulting after that. Uh, we've you know we've built lots of grows for people. We've helped people dial in their grows. We've helped people with genetic problems. I mean, we've really been around for I've been around for quite a while in the industry. All right, what uh, what was life like growing up in Denver? It was it was good, man. I mean, you got to think the industry was there before the industry was there, you know. So when you go to talk about cannabis, I mean, marijuana scene was around a lot in in elementary school, in middle school, in high school. I mean, there was marijuana all over the place. I mean, you got to think an epicenter for marijuana was Boulder, Colorado. I mean, everybody was from California was bringing the weed into the mountains of Boulder, Colorado. Is Boulder is that where four twenty started? I believe it did, yeah. I think so, right? I just remember seeing uh, people all going out to fields back in the day, like football fields or out to giant areas and just lighting yeah. up, but then, you know, always getting people raiding it and, you know, pulling people mm. away. And it was when they first started celebrating 420, it was. Well, they talk about college kids, like, celebrating at the clock. Right. Yeah, they right did it actually the on on the campus. Yeah, um, the campus actually opened up their doors to 420 long long ago, and so they've allowed people on 420, all the college kids, anybody from the public to come out and smoke on campus. Wow. In the campus, um, and they throw big concerts and it goes down. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot safer keeping everyone. A lot safer keeping everybody together. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. That's true. Yep. Yep. Uh. What uh, what brought you to town? Chasing flavors. So you know what what actually happened was um, when I sold my business, I, I I thought I was retired. You know, I think we all do a little bit of that, right? <laughs> and um, and I fished and golfed for a while, and I got tired You're of it. You're a golfer. Do a little golfing, man. Do all a little right. golfing. All right. So, Power behind. Yeah. So I did some fishing and golfing, um, and um, and and I got tired of it. And I said, you know what? We I, I got it. I got to get back in here. I got to be around the plants. I got to get back to the plants you and know, be around them. Oklahoma has quite a few lakes to do some fishing at, man. The lakes? fish, Lake fishing? Yeah. Yeah. Deep, I'm a, deep sea fishing? I'm kind of more of a mountain river fisher. Mm-hmm. All right. Fly fishing. So trout fishing, fly fishing, you know, the all natural way. You put a fly in the water, you snag a fish. You know, you, that's the kind of the way I've been learning right, so to you, fish. So did, we, you were talking movies a lot earlier. You seem to be quite a movie buff, right? Um, I like some old movies. It's mostly the funny ones. Keep the, keep the comedy rolling. Favorite fishing movie? Fuck without a paddle, man. Those dudes <laughs> had the, the, the fucking flashlight, dude. And they're, they're looking for a, you know, they're, they're trying to pull a fish out the water. And they did. They pulled some fish out the water on them. You guys remember that movie? Yeah. 
Yeah, we were talking about that maybe the other day. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, mine was The River Runs Through It. Okay. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, they were, you know, it was a lot about fly fishing. Oh, that's yeah. why. I, that's why I thought of it. Yeah. I yeah. used to love a river runs through it. Great show. Great yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. I was drink. I always grew up fishing a lot too. Did but you? it was around here in, in lakes and stuff, fishing off of docks, you know that type of thing. Nice. Yeah. Our uh, our favorite was take uh, little bread balls, throw them on a little treble hook, a little bobber, and boom, catfish. Oh hell yeah! But just reeling. Fry them suckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, so what are we smoking on today? All right, so today we brought a bunch of flavors from, you know, from some of our exotics like Slurmints. Uh, Slurmints we rolled up. Uh, that's Thurcane and Cushman's Cross. Um, I believe it's a Platinum Cushman's, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, and uh, the genetic comes from in-house genetics. Uh, we searched over 10 packs, which means we popped over 100 seeds to find our extra keeper, keeper phenos. And when we go searching for phenos, we're looking for some determining things. Not just bag appeal. So we can sell and make money because it's not what we're about. We're looking for an actual profile. We want something that has smooth smokeability. We want to be able to see white ash at the end of our, our smoking. We want to taste terpene. So how do you get that from searching phenomes? Walk us through that. Okay, so phenol hunting is, a, I think it's a really underrated process. I think a lot of people think that phenol hunting is like, oh, I'm just going to pop some strains and I find my keepers. Well, it really comes down to having some diligent guys on your team like Ryan and Drew. We're constantly taking down notes of how those plants produced the, the, the roots. How did the roots grow? What was the structure of the plant as, as, as a young, at a younger age? What, um, you know, what flavors did we start seeing in the plant when it started to produce some terpene? You know, and what kind of bud structure were we getting in the plant? But most importantly, when we pheno hunt, we're pheno hunting. The, I always go back to this. And I think it's important that everybody kind of gets this theory, but if you go and have kids, right? And, and it's funny because these guys are going to laugh at me. It's but always a kid metaphor. <laughs> okay, well, so we're talking about making babies here. Yeah, so if you have kids, all not all of your kids are going to be the same. You might have a, uh, a kid who's a Fortune 500 guy who goes off and makes millions of dollars. You might have a kid who wants to live in the forest, you know? Um, and or live in a van down by a river. That's mm-hmm. right. And there's, and there's no saying what's going to be the better pheno, and that's what's kind of cool about pheno hunting. Um, it's really up to the people who are chasing it to f- pick their keepers. So if you're popping 100 seeds, all those seeds are the same strain, correct? Mm-hmm. How many pheno, like, when do you start windowing it down? Or what's the process for you of windowing it down to find what you're looking for? I think that starts its structure. Would you guys say so? Ryan. I think it starts at structuring and rooting and how the plant grows and kind of seeing how it grows throughout the process. So when you say structure, what do you mean? How the plant uh, forms itself because sometimes you'll have plants that are more spindly and grow back on themselves kind of more. And then you'll have some plants that have a bigger, bulkier structure that are going to yield a lot more and better for the garden. So that's kind of what we're looking for when we see it. But then there you get those phenos that taste amazing and then grow produce. like shit or, or grow terrible. Produce. And so you got to kind of figure out if you're willing to grow it for the taste and flavor. And, you know, we're chasing flavors here, so most of the time we are. Flavor Chasers is your name. <laughs> That's what we're doing, guys. <laughs> well, and then also, like, how much the plant produces is always going to play into that, too. That's sure. a huge key yeah. also. Sure. I mean, we, we obviously want to reach out for yield, but if yield is, is – if I'm not getting flavor in my yield, then mm-hmm. what's the point? 
then screw that strain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's go for what's the most flavorful and let's determine, let's grow maybe a little less of it so we can produce some flavor from it. And let's go try a new strainer. Let's try, there's always some new genetics coming out. We just popped a ton of compound genetics, lit farms. Um, we, we popped, Ryan could talk to you about it night and day. I mean, there's so much new genetics coming into our garden on a regular basis. Any fun new ones that you're really, really digging? Um, I'm most excited about the pink certs, which is going to be the menthol times grape gasoline. Uh, it's a cross from compound genetics in Canarado. Sounds intense. Yeah, it, yeah. Should, it should be fun. Um, and What's then another there's one? another one. Uh, what about the Fuji Sunset? The Fiji Sunset. Yeah, um, the delicacy. Yeah, the Fiji Sunset is going to be the apricot glazed apricot gelato times grape gasoline. It's gonna be another fire strand that we're excited for. Well, sounds yeah, sounds pretty amazing. So um, yeah, let's talk about the one we're gonna to smoke today. Oh no, let's dive into our question. We oh, always we like to, to know our question. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the first time he smoked. Oh man, here we go, dude. I I think the first time I smoked weed, I ditched school in like sixth or seventh grade. Okay. And um, it just happened to be when Columbine happened. So, so it was 420 when Columbine yeah. happened. And so I was missing from school, obviously, with some older kids at their, you know, at their house. And, and they, they, you know, they pull out this big two-foot bong and we're getting ripped. I'd never smoked weed before in my life. You know, I try to black and mild or, like, hit, stole a cigarette from the mom every once in a while, you know. But never smoked any weed and ripped this two-foot bong. So you were in Denver then? Yeah. yeah. That's where you are born and raised? Mm-hmm. Grew yeah, up. yeah, okay. yeah. And so it's kind of a funny story because they locked the school down. So we're, we're we're trying to get back there because you know we want to you know we want to sneak into that you know back into the school after smoking, and the school's locked down. There's police everywhere, and at the time in sixth or seventh grade, seventh grade, yeah. So okay. I don't have no cell phone, guys. Okay, I think I had a purple pager. Let's talk about it, okay? And what were the numbers you'd put? Do you remember the boobies? You know, did you ever do that? Yeah, the yeah. boobies numbers. Yeah, I think I was getting nine one one like a thousand times from my mom. Like, why are you missing? Mm-hmm. You know, and how are you? Mine was like triple seven. If you needed something, it was seven seven seven. Yeah, but it was cool having a pager too because it's like you know, it, I would get a, call, a roll of quarters in the morning too. So it's like, call me, you little fucker. You know, like you need to call me if you get my page. But then the Nokia phones came out, and it got popping. Then you get claimed with the clear case with the little sparkly Listen, that lights blowing up. The first night I played Snake, I don't know how long I played. Oh, my God. I could not get over it. I epic just played. A, yeah, epic, epic all all day. Yeah, original. Yeah. All original, man. Yeah. That Nokia, was it 5120? Yeah, and it was, it was like a, a little, cricket phone or yeah. something. Yeah. And they just came hard with it. Then they came with the razor, and everybody thought they were flossing because they had the flip phone. Mm-hmm. But then you realize, like, all your homies had sidekicks, and they were, like, chirping their girlfriends, and you couldn't do it on your razor, so you're like, fuck. And then you lose your local girlfriend because, like, some dude had a flip phone, and she had a flip phone, and all you had was a razor. So you just couldn't get it together, you know? I never got into that the that little flip out with that the keyboard the on it. The, the Nextels were popping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never got into that. Okay, so wait, you are in seventh grade, you smoke weed for the first time, yeah. and you go back to school, and Columbine is happening, and there's cops everywhere. Yeah. What? Sorry. What? Sorry. what? Sorry. Well, it wasn't at, uh, at my school. Columbine wasn't the school oh. I was at, but it was a Colorado school, and it just had happened, so they so locked all the schools down. Out. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so I'm like, damn, you, there's a fire. Did you, you get know? investigated or what? <laughs> 
I'm like, there's a fire. And so luckily, you know, we were able to get back into the school, but we had to be let in. They wondered where we were. And, you know, we came up with this elaborate story, but you could totally tell we were ripped. You know, <laughs> I was never able to hang out with that friend again, by the way. He was one of my best friends. His mom was a, the B word. So, well, I get it, Drew. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I think I was about 15. I was, uh, it was like right after my eighth grade was over and, Back then, the Riverwalk used to be a pretty dope spot to be. Yeah, uh, especially like (laughs) Friday nights. Yeah, I guess if you were over there, you're pretty cool. But um, (laughs) so yeah, I just we um, me and a few people, we just walked across uh, what is that that Jinx Bridge Mm -hmm. to the other side, Mm -hmm. went under it, just smoked a blunt under that underpass, and I think the guy who works with us now at the Grow, uh, our buddy Omar, was actually I think was there. What kind of blunt? What blunt paper did oh, you it use? Was a, it was a white grape white owl. A white grape white <laughs> owl. Let's go. And that walk back on the bridge was the longest walk <laughs> I've ever if, had. If you ever go on a quick trip and order a, a white owl, they just kind of look at you like, "Hey, <laughs> you bet, <Yeah>, man." Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Ryan. My bad. <laughs> uh, so the f- so the first time I smoked weed was um, on a father son's trip actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, we went to the White River up in northwestern Arkansas. Um, uh, mm-hmm. really good trout fishing up there. Yeah. Yep. Really good. Amazing. Trout good to know. Fishing. Good to know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, so I go hang out with some of the older, you know, family friends that are on the trip as well. They pull out a joint, and we all just smoke down. I think I was going into eighth grade that summer, so, you know, I haven't looked back since. Which just goes to show, guys, watch your kids, you know? <laughs> like, definitely like, watch your like kids. Your kids are smoking weed in seventh grade. Don't get it fucked up. Okay. okay. Did you feel it at all? Did you know that you're high and all that stuff? I don't think I felt it that time, really. Seems we were like also drinking a little bit, though, oh, too, okay. so. Seems like most of the time, uh, the first smoke, people don't feel it. Right. Until, like, the second and third. But, yeah, I felt it my first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so walk us through what we're smoking on tonight. We're smoking on the slurry mints, right? That's right. All right what is it? We got the some terpene talk. Um, the top three terpenes were carefeline, limeline, and pinene. All right, so we're probably looking towards the uh, indica dominant? No, it's going to be more sativa-leaning with those terpenes. It's going to be a, like, nice uplifting high. It's going to be really, like, cleansing antibacterial. So if you're looking for something that is really good medicine for cleaning out your body, this is going to be it. And then with that pining, some people worry about it being, like, giving you anxiety sometimes. But most of the time, I, I am a firm... Lover of pining. So, me too. I think yeah. it, I think it actually is the opposite. Does the opposite for me. Yeah, so. makes you creative and yeah, fun. Makes me clean the junk drawer, guys. <laughs> okay. Pining does. Give huh? them lots of pining. Yeah. <laughs> so is pining one of your favorite uh, terps? Both. <laughs> Both. I clean the junk food drawer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Pining's one of your favorites. Um, you know. I'm actually just digging into the terpene profiles now. So my education level is, I'd say, probably lower than most when you talk about the actual profiles of terpenes. But 
I'm starting to now that we're testing products a lot. Um, we're getting more and more looks into what these products are doing because we're smoking them too. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm starting to learn more and more and more about what terpenes are doing and values of of being full spectrum versus companies that are that are you know using distillate to infuse things versus companies that are using terp sauce. You know, it's like I'm getting more and more respect for what the terpene is doing versus what just THC is doing. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting more respect for. Um, for ice water hash yeah solventless you know getting rid of the butane getting rid of the propane getting rid of the the co the co2 so why are you so into that now um i really think it's i think you're really getting that whole genetic you're getting that you're getting that real high that you fork high from the terpene and you're not getting any confusion from what's making that extract happen I think it's more for me about the full spectrum. Yeah, sure. So you're not taking anything out of the plant. You're getting the whole plant. Yeah. All 100%. the material, everything. And that's from the ice water hash? It's from a hash rosin, solventless. Yeah. Rosin, guys. It's much more medicinal just overall. It's going right. to have a better, in, or it's going to interact with your body much better and cleaner. And what, it lasts longer. Walk yep. me through why. Is it the solvents that are in it? It's... I mean the one like the ones that are solvent. Is it is that why? It's because you're pre- solventless. Or? You're preserving the terpenes. You're getting the most pure the terpene I- okay. form that there is by doing ice water hash because it's going straight from being cut down on the plant onto dry ice and frozen immediately. So you're preserving everything that's in that plant material. We're going to talk about the process a little bit and which what we what we do when so we you're doing the dry ice as opposed to. And they're stirring it in the water. No. So what we do is we will as growers as yeah uh, we'll cut it down and within so we'll have a plant and we'll only focus on that one plant and as soon as that plant's cut down and bucked into bag into turkey bags weigh it out and then within the first thirty minutes of that plant coming off the stock it's getting on put thrown onto dry ice to get that instant freeze that we're looking for so the terpenes get preserved fully as well as the THC and the rest of the plant material. And then we're sending it off to the company like Divine Collection who just crushed it for us. Right, right. And I hear the dry ice, uh, it helps get your trichomes nice and cold so they break off properly. When they're washing it, yeah, exactly. And so the process really just becomes something that's, that's... that you're preserving that terpene those live heads are not getting damaged in fact we even go through the process of not touching our product while we're bucking so a lot of companies they will just take their hand and they will buck all their plant off we're removing all of the the leaf that does not have sugar on it by scissors and then we are actually cutting individual buds off into turkey bags and then those turkey bags sit on top of dry ice freezing that trichome head right away it preserves the terpene your trichome heads get cold so they can actually go extract them easier. So what that what I'm hearing is you you care about your plant more than some other people. More than some people. It takes <laughs> a lot of time to do that too. I mean, it's going to take you more time, more overhead, but it, you're going to get a better product in the end. That's what we're shooting for. We want to be a fair-priced connoisseur medicine. Right. We want somebody who doesn't have a million dollars to go spend on an ounce of weed mm-hmm. to be able to get our product and be like, I have a fire ass ounce of weed that I can smoke on that is right up there with everyone who's charging top dollar. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what everyone wants in Oklahoma is good, clean medicine at right. an affordable price. We all smoke a lot. We consume a lot and we right. want good stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, so. we, we actually pride ourselves on, on having a sterile environment. Right. So what we do is we use sterile nutrients. We use sterile medium. And we sterilize our rooms almost daily. Okay. So we bring in cleaners and we clean our rooms a lot. Professional cleaners to clean our rooms a lot. We clean our air daily. Um, but most importantly, we use sterile nutrients. It's microbial free nutrients, which means that you're getting the whole taste of that genetic mm-hmm. versus somebody who's adding, you know, bat guanos or fish meals or whatever. You're going to taste that fish meal in it. You're going to taste that bat guano in it. You're going to taste those. You're going to taste all those extras. Sometimes there is flour that comes through here that literally will smell like kelp. Yeah, you're like you're at an aquarium or something. It's yeah, it's strong. So so it's cool (laughs) to be able to taste that raw genetic, you know, the full terpene flavor profile of the plant. And you and you get that because of the uh, the extraction, the way you're doing it. Uh, yeah, if we're doing extractions, but... Not extractions. Just the growth. What Nick was talking about was more about the type of nutrients that we're using and how clean we're keeping just our whole environment and our, the where the plant's actually sitting and everything. I mean, one thing we could talk about, too, that Ryan, Ryan brings a lot of knowledge to is, uh, you know, as a horticulture degree and as, stick, he, as he sticks his whole mind into this grow world all the time and never leaves there which is awesome by the way guys get you everybody gets you a ryan um i need one yeah is is vpd it's vapor pressure deficit and i think a lot of growers fail to use that chart and don't understand what type of benefits you get from your plant being in that zone ryan you want to, tell us to talk about vpd a little bit um basically just live by the vpd and your plants or die by the vpd pretty much um so vpd is vapor pressure deficit and it's going to be the relationship between the temperature and the humidity in your room um you can think of it like a uh, pot of water boiling that vapor pressure deficit that you're getting is going to be the gas or the moisture that's coming off your pot of water that's boiling so it's the same thing in a plant um, if your VPD is too high, you won't, your plant won't uptake nutrients and it'll just be transpiring water. And if it's too low, it won't be uptaking any water or nutrients or anything. So you kind of have to find that middle ground and make sure that your plants are uptaking the right amount of water and nutrients and kind of playing with that balance throughout your cycles. All right. So what should we expect from a patient side with what we're smoking today? You're going to expect clean cannabis and flavorful cannabis. We are bringing the flavor profiles to you. So that's the cool thing you're going to expect from us is flavorful cannabis. I like I like to hear that, that they care about their terpenes. That, that means a lot to us here at Cush because yeah. that's what we look for. And we have to educate our patients on the daily basis because they come in here saying, we want the highest THC. I'm like, well, what is your ailment? Why are you even wanting to smoke? They say, oh, I have back pain. I'm like, well, you don't want the highest THC. You want this terpene or vice versa, whatever their ailment is. But we're here educating every single day. Yeah. And that's awesome. And that's the people we want to team up with out here. You know, we want them to, we want people who care about terpenes also to carry our product. Not just someone thinking we have a cool name or or we have some hype behind our brand or, you know, people who actually want people, the, the consumers are in our end goal we want you we want you consumers out there to really taste the, the 
taste the turps and be like, shit, what are you flavor chasers chasing now? All right. You well, know? you know, you got me so excited. I'm ready to go smoke one. Let's burn one, guys. All right, let's do it. We'll be back. Hey guys, this is Katie at Kush. While they're out on their smoke break, I wanted to hop in and let you in on an exclusive offer. Because you listen to the Kush Live podcast, I want to give you a special deal. Come in to the dispensary anytime, doesn't matter, day, night, in the afternoon, doesn't matter. Tell them you listen to the Kush Life podcast. You'll get 20% off wedding pie flour. It's that easy. Tell them you are awesome and you listen to this podcast. See you soon. Kush Life. Let's get back. How you feeling, Katie? I feel good. I definitely feel like it's a sativa-leaning flower. And, yeah, I feel like I, I feel it in the head. Yeah. I feel like I want to get up and do something. It's a it's a good uplifting, uplifting high. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I would agree. It almost quiets you though a little bit. Me, yeah. it's it's uplifting, but kind of like. Do you think because you're on a hike calmer, or yeah, something? Yeah, calmer. It's a calmer, uplifting one. It's not like a speedy. Yeah, you but know. you're in your head, like in your thoughts more, or is mm. that just me? Makes me want to go <laughs> lay down in my bed and watch a movie. I, know, I thought it, it was. Feel. I thought it was to eat. You always want to go eat. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Not me. I feel like, yeah, like go hike, go kayaking, go do something, ride your bike. Oh, right, so that's Good interesting. Doers. You want to go hike? Chris wants to go chill, right? And eat. And eat. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. What would you want to do on it? Um, I think it's a real. I think it's. It, it gives me a real chill aspect. I'm a go 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 go. So go you went person. chill too. So I just went boom, like I'm chill, but like I'm also. I mean, I feel like I could probably go do some shit, too. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was going to say. I'm kind of maybe in between. Like, it's a good hybrid. I could feel like I might want to go do something, but I'd probably be okay just not. It's maybe just you, thinking about doing think, it. If you put your mind to it, you can do whatever you want, Marshall. Yeah, there you go. Put your mind to it. What about you guys? I think this is a good just wake up and, you know. Ready for the day. And a little J of some slurments. I mean, it's, it's a good I daytime agree. smoker I, in, in my experience. Well, it does sound like a pretty good combination. Yeah, I think it's a solid hybrid. I really do. Yeah, well, I think I'm, I'm in the hybrid boat for sure. It's got I could go either way. I could go chill or go do something. It's leaning sativa though. Maybe would we say that? I would say it's definitely leaning sativa because yeah. it's really in your head. Yeah, the is. highs in your head. It's not as much of a body yep. shocker, right? But it's all. It, 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 I think it's a calm you down high. But you're yeah, right. It's definitely like, more like relaxing. Like yeah. Because we do try and we when we do feel it in our bodies or something, I'll say that. I'll be like, wow, I can feel, you know, but it didn't, right? So my body still seems to feel the same, but you're right. Like, in your head, you can you can definitely feel it. Not a heavy head high, though. I'm not, like, not, heavily medicated yeah. high. And, and, and not, like, right in the forehead. You know, sometimes we get that burn right in the forehead. I don't have that either. I have just, yeah, like a nice calm but focused. Uh, it's like if you had a headache and they just, someone just relieves your headache instantly, snap, and boom, it's gone. That's a great way of putting it. You know, that's kind of how, how the high feels to me. Mine's like right behind my eyeballs. I feel it right behind the eyeballs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you did a good job, guys. A little, oh, it's a mild high, but it's definitely good high. Right. Uh, we were talking about while we were smoking it there. We were talking about flavors we were pulling out. Uh, walk us through with that. Um, on our new, on some of our new genetics, we were talking. No, about? no, no. When we were out here smoking. Oh, right? Okay. So, so what I'm getting when I smoke it is a uh, 
a grape aroma almost on my tongue. And then I'm getting a blowout that's a little bit of a funky, kind of a funky blowout, almost a drier funky blowout compared yeah. to some of some of the rest. But you get such a good full aroma out of the first taste of it. Grape is definitely a, a good way of putting it. What would you taste? No, it's definitely um, on on the inhale. It's it's sugar on the tongue for sure, and then um, I mean. So you went real out. sweet with it. You you tasted a real sweet profile. Yeah, I mean on the inhale, but I mean on the blowout, you definitely get the Cushman's flavor from there, and um, and it's just kind of like a minty, like earthy blowout. Was that it's why you nice. would call it dry? Because it's that mint. Yes, that's yeah. what I call it dry, and like some of the gassier or some of the more um, some strains will leave your tongue wet on the blowout. You're like smacking your lips like wow that that was a wet that was a wet terp taste versus a dry terp taste and then don't get me wrong highs can vary with the two but uh i just had my first uh you know because sometimes people say with sativas sometimes you just you hit little paranoid things right there's moments of that i hit my first one and i looked down <laughs> i was like oh shit we better be recording because remember the first time we did it <laughs> and we came back after the uh smoke and we i, I hit the wrong button and it didn't record <laughs> 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 so I had my first oh shit moment. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we had to redo the whole yeah, we did. <laughs> That's funny right there. Yeah, no fun. No fun at all. Katie, how, what'd you taste? Um, I I didn't really taste the grape so much on the in inhale, but on the exhale I definitely tasted the gassy, minty, dry. I thought it was good though. I thought it was a nice smoke. It was even it was smooth. No one was coughing at all. That's true. That's like, very true. Yeah. It, was, it was good. What do you think, Chris? I personally think it's a good one. I know it's one of the lowest testing ones that you guys have. So I can't wait to try some more of your other, no, that's your true. other stuff you got going on, man. This uh, The slaps. The slaps is, is, is famous. Yep. And then... Uh, and Grease Monkey. The slaps is famous. We are... We can't keep it. We can't grow enough of it. Yeah. Put you to sleep. It's and just then, a Runson Grease Monkey. Was the Grease Monkey the other one that I was, was liking the most? No, nah, this the one right sweat here. Sweat Helmet. Sweat Helmet. Guys, both these genetics, the Slaps and the Sweat Helmet, comes from Exotic Genetics. Exotic gen- gen- Genetics bred a really good breed of Grease Monkey um, with with a lot of different strains, and we ran almost all of them. Um, sweat Helmet's the Sunset Sherbet, full of aroma, super gassy, gassy, gassy Grease Monkey blowout. Love the taste. That's of triple it. gas. Super fucking high. You know, you get that. You you get that. Well, I'm like when people say well, I'm blowed, like I'm 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 blowed. Like their eyes are are low, squinty. You know, it's the high I'm getting from the sweat helmet. Um, the slaps is nighttime. It is like pow. I just time yeah. to go night night night. Yeah, it, it make you rage your cabinet too. I mean, your pantry for sure. I'll do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll do that. I smoke anyway and do that. <laughs> All right, so define your brand, man. Like, I know you said that you guys, and especially because of the name Flavor Chasers, you know, but mm-hmm. why did you come here to the state and, and make us, you know, medical marijuana? Like, what is it that you really want to stamp out here? Um, We really want to, I really, you know, to, to dig deep, to, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to make my stamp, you know. I put a lot of time and effort into this industry and, and, and in marijuana in general. And I think is as you grow older, you reach a point where you're like, this is my future. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. 
And a lot of people don't realize that. Some people jump around with their ideas. Somebody's a carpenter. Next thing you know, he's a plumber. Next thing you know, the guy's a... To me, it was like, how do we make a stamp? How do we make a brand? And I realized I've been chasing flavors forever. You know, I've, I'm always popping new seeds. I'm always trying to taste the new genetic. And I think there's a lot of kids out there who just start in the industry who are doing that. So to define my brand, it's like, I think there's an exclusive group of flavor chasers out there. And I think they're, yeah. they're they want to taste new flavors on a regular basis. They want to they want to understand more about the weed. That's how it is in California, Colorado, yeah. and it's starting to come this way. Everyone wants the the exotic, the most, the best thing, the yeah, you know, the newest. Bring that culture, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, culture for sure. I have a question: Has do people ever say that it's disrespectful to call strains flavors? I don't, I've never really heard it, but, you know, maybe. I don't know. I just, sometimes when I call. I take no disrespect to that. <laughs> I mean, I think I've never heard it. I've never really personally heard it, you know. I've, no one said it to my face, but I feel sometimes that growers feel like it's just disrespectful when I call no. their strains flavors. That's what we're doing. We're, the, our strains are flavors. They're all different flavors. Some of our phenos are different flavors. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's interchangeable in my head. I just wondered if people thought it was disrespectful or not, because I feel like I get that vibe from some people. Right. It's on their hat. So you you mentioned culture, right? Culture uh, mm-hmm. as far as the the overall community, but what about culture inside your guys' company? You know what? Oh man, what? that's a good one. That's a great topic. I love that you brought that up. Okay, I, I I don't. I'm I'm not the boss. You know, and and some people that run businesses are like, you're fucking up, Nick. You need to be the boss. No, don't. You know what I mean? We come to work together. We all love what we do. We all enjoy being in the garden. We enjoy getting out there and, and showing people weed and smoking weed with people. We enjoy going out and, and slapping stickers where we shouldn't be. You know what I mean? That That's what we enjoy. And so we're kind of more of a team, I'd say. Right, guys? No, it's a pretty tight-knit crew. Um, I mean, we, we all put a lot of passion into it we're, we're you know we're there every day yeah, a lot of time in, I bet. That, in that grow every day and we smoke weed all day man and, and yeah it, it's, you know, what we, like, it's what we love in your so. designated weed smoking area there's days you correct yes we do actually have one of those but um there's days where you know we don't get much done and there's days where we rock a lot of shit out and it's when it's time to put that effort in we're putting that effort in big time and when it's time to get high we're getting super high so that's a balance, you know. Yeah, I mean it's fun. I mean, I'd say it'd be I'd say it's fun and we have a tight knit crew. I mean, we started with we started with three of us. Remember I came out here, big ass empty warehouse, and I was like, bring order some order the metal studs, let's go. I was in there freezing, bumping rap music. We had no heaters, you know what I mean? Uh, you sound like my neighbors that busted a water pipe because they didn't put their heat on. Hey, hey. <sighs> But I mean you gotta think where we where we came where it came from. Now we're you know I'd say, well, yeah, they came from California and they were trying to get yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. I mean, it's just funny to kind of see where where it's evolved, how it's evolved, and how the teams evolved. I mean, these guys were putting in hundred hour weeks. I mean, they were busting their ass. We would not go home until it was done, until everything was done. You know, until all the lights were hung, until all, until this was retracted, until that VPD in that room was perfect. And you know, Ryan's our smallest guy. Okay. 
And so we sent Ryan on some missions. Ryan's been up on that roof a couple times, and he's he's done some work. If you go in our grill, all the all all stretch, the roof is (laughs) all the all catch Chris up there is is been hung by Ryan. So if there's anything hung perfectly in there, which everything is, Ryan did it. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do people find you on social, man? Um, we're you can find us at Flavor Chasers underscore Tulsa. Um, we're blowing up the IG daily. We got a lot of content where you you can see what we're doing in our grow. You can see we're we're constantly taking videos of the weed. We're constantly taking videos of of resnaps. We're doing tons of collabs. Uh, you can we catch us on the back collabs. of a Divine Collection jar right now. Uh, we just did a big collab with our with our with Divine Collection. Uh, which is fresh frozen live rosin. Um, they're in a ton of stores in Tulsa. It smells good if it's that GMO that you just GMO and Grease Monkey. It's yeah. called uh, Mister Nasty, and it is nasty. I mean, it is funky, funky, nasty GMO and Grease Monkey. So you got gas and the and the GMO. And we just took a huge room down, fresh froze everything, and got it over to them. So in the next few weeks, you'll be seeing another collab with even more flavors. Good deal. Oh, no. Exciting. Can't wait to get it over here in Cush next week. Yeah, buddy, come down here. We're gonna we're gonna load the shelf up. Yep, they're uh, probably gonna throw these guys a little grower shelf. We're yep. still talking numbers, though. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> to be determined. Chris, where do people find you guys on social? Or Katie? Katie. <laughs> you can find us at Kush Dispensary Tulsa on Instagram, Facebook, and um, TikTok. And then TikTok, you can find us. Let's go. Yeah, TikTok. Was that the baby? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and then you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. Had a great. Oh, oh and call us 918-742-CUSH. Cool. Cool. Uh, had a great time meeting you guys. Super you as well, fun Marshall. Crew, thanks man. for having us. Super fun crew. Had a great time. So thanks so much for what you're doing here for the community and what you do for us as patients, man. Really appreciate that. Right on. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush life.